Oh, hello and welcome to Mike's Our Lab Podcast episode 167 for the 1st of April 2018. Yes, welcome to this week's podcast, it's the 1st of April, so April Fools, but of course it's Sunday and it's east so that changes things hopefully getting uh, jokes in there east or east eggs so let's go into the groups and have a look and see what's been going on for this week i finished off last week saying about carlo was asking about some electrical problems with his alternator suggests burfield starter alternator center.co.uk also good for bearing slip rings, brushes and regulator pack. And he says that they can take an alternator repair. If the electronics the regulator is gone, then you could get another alternator and adapt it. Or make your own with some xenodiodes and some transistors. And I thought it generally, it sounds as though they may have a more sophisticated uh, controller in than they used to when it's just a, a rectifier. And following on from the discussion about the Eggbot-inspired Alex to get out the kit that he'd made last uh, year and hadn't put together and actually put it together anyway Tara says I love the idea of being able to design using a spherical or pen egg-shaped object could the design be hacked to allow for a pen instead of a marker uh, it says yes it could be the mechanism that holds the pen is not really beefy enough your pen would have to be stronger and adds that he has a, he's building a couple of egg bots and now have a 3d pen I'm not saying I'll get a chance to do it but he has the ingredients and an interest and Tom was reminiscing about eight years of a uh, hack space stewardess I was there I would never have thought we would come so far and for people who are looking for forging workshops and uh, making uh, the knives from the bare metal upwards as it were the first session has been organised for the 7th, but is now fully booked. Further session will be arranged as soon as anybody, or well, as soon as possible. So if anyone's interested, let him know. Indeed, we have one person, Victoria, listed as a, 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 on the wait list, as it were. And it's always important to keep people up to date with what's going on with projects that you leave in the space, especially if you don't get back. Um, to collect them when the uh, sign says that you will and uh, uh, Victoria says indeed I didn't get back um, but if anyone needs the clamps that were gluing the glue is long since set so feel free to uh, remove them and Mark was asking about the uh, nature of the filament that's been included and it's interesting that perhaps there needs to be a list of links to the technical data as he was asking if the uh, Innerfill Pro 1 is as described on the Innerfill uh, website the professional technical data so maybe a link to the, uh, the technical data would be helpful for people as it's not always clear on the box exactly all the parameters that you might be interested in and lee is reminding alex about his connect turntable stroke chair uh, but i'm not quite sure the context whether it's about it being in the space and needing to be removed or whether it's about uh, making it uh, uh, or repairing it uh, reply is that needs to be reprinted with uh, stronger parts making the more long lasting so i guess it's actually uh, not functioning at the moment but i hadn't actually realized it was uh, still available in the space potentially for being used for scanning and stefan says he's looking forward to getting back into the space and doing another project and post some pictures of his uh, design for a portable custom a fight is that fight sort yes presumably fight stick stroke controller made out of laser cut acrylic sheet but asking if the uh, if the laser is able to cut a five mil was a question or an answer on a, a thread just recently about the even thicker ones i think they were talking about up to 12 mil although in practice i think we've done we've done eight mil successfully the slowest and an interesting note from a uh, yavia i popped in a Wednesday night some months ago and I saw what you guys are capable of. I'm a social entrepreneur, freelance digital product manager, 
Two years ago, I launched with some friends a program to encourage older adults to become physically active. We managed to get 2,000 people to sign up, most of them over 65. Since then, I've been researching for opportunities to improve the living of this target age group. And he goes on to describe his uh, project. I'm about to apply for a social challenge in the social innovation platform funded by the EU. The challenge is design a device for people living alone to report their mood connected to a social to social services. And you can read more about it. It puts a link into a Google Doc that uh, describes uh, the project. And then briefly, he describes here in the post he's done. Using a Raspberry Pi with a 7-inch touchscreen and a case, we manage the content using Rise Vision, a digital signage open-source platform. We have a Google Calendar showing events, reminders, for example, most of the time, an interactive mood check-in, and a Philips Hue light strip that blinks when an event is about to start using IFF. IFTTT or IF, um, which is the automation uh, tool that you can connect uh, lots of things, physical things to uh, to services on quite a number of platforms, and also change the colour on the Philips Hue light strip. In parallel, we are using Home Assistant Has.io, an open source home automation platform, which currently has hundreds of components to allow integrations with smart devices. It's interesting to me because I haven't heard of Home Assistant Has, so I need something I need to have a look up. Um, we're also starting to investigate with smart buttons, Amazon Dash type of things. Put, puts a link to uh, Thingiverse uh, one. It says the challenge we would like to tackle are to integrate light, sound, touchscreen, physical buttons into a single device. How can we keep the cost of the device as low as possible? How can we make sure the device is universal, i.e. people with impairments, visual impairments, IT, etc. should be able to use it? How can we make the device scalable? Anyway, it goes on to give a few more bits and pieces. If anyone's interested in collaborating with us, reply here or send an email at and he gives his email address so yeah there's another couple of projects that are going on uh, around reading and uh, under the reading smart city banner that uh, really starts uh, just in the new financial year we've got the uh, hack iot event that uh, is coming up at uh, university of reading at their eagle labs uh, uh, place we've got smart city which is being done through uh, connect tvt we've got the project couple of projects that are being or three projects that are being well four really if we include combining of two together to create one uh with uh, the digital art uh, brew up at the reading museum and a lot of them have a, a common theme here and there's also some funding going to be available which we're looking at applying to actually create a a, 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 a sort of super hack space uh for uh, artists and digital creatives to get together with repairers and uh, physical crafters uh, to create a space and if that funding comes through then it should hopefully give a home for the bike kitchen uh, maybe silvers uh, maybe um, a, a, another bit of the hack space itself and you can find out more about that if you have a look over um, actually no we haven't got a, a place for it yet it's been done via email but, uh, if anyone's interested then let me know and I'll uh, ask, get you added to the uh, email list and there's a bit of a discussion around filling in some of the gaps in uh, where you've got profile of the uh, roof panels, which are sort of like corrugated, but with a particular profile, which is uh, always non-standard. 
unlike the old um, corrugated, which I think was always the same profile. Now you have to buy infill foam uh, with the correct profile for the particular manufacturer. And of course that adds to the cost. The alternative is just to use some expanding foam, although it can be very messy as Tom warns. And uh, one of the big things about Hackspace is, uh, is, and one of the reasons we still stick with the word Hackspace is that there's an organisation called the Hackspace Foundation who give a lot of guidelines as to the principles and techniques, um, philosophies, um, goals that really a hack space uh, should uh, espouse if uh, if it wants to go under the sort of hack spacey uh, nature of things, and it's a global term, um, unlike uh, make space and things more to is so. But one of the things it um, and the one of the goals is to be able to get people to contribute uh, to other hack spaces uh, knowledge that's gained from operating a particular way which might be a slight fork on the current model and I think this is what's happened at uh, our lab where uh, Gavin has created a, has created a script uh, for inducting people into the space around the various tools taught around health and safety principles of, uh, of, of being a good citizen within the, a good craft and uh, so Ilian, uh, who says, I'm setting up a new hack space in Oxfordshire and was wondering if it's possible to reuse your brilliant induction scripts. Obviously, I guess he's been visiting the space and uh, has been impressed by, by the tour around in the script. And uh, Eric says, well, what script is that? Can I have a copy, please, too? <laughs> and uh, check the date, I think, is perhaps the, uh, is the saying here, hashtag check the date. Um, Stefan says, in response to discussion about laser in cutter inductions from the 15th of uh, March. Um, he posts up on the 27th, count me into exclamation mark and Victoria. A bit late mate, check the date, but uh, of course there will be regular inductions and so I guess this is a, a wait list for the next one. It seems that might be a bit uh, quiet over the bank holiday, but uh, Paul was asking for some inductions on some of the woodworking tools if anyone was available. So I think that's the thing, really. Often these break times are not the busiest time, funnily enough, uh, for people to be around and uh, giving a bit of bit, bit of notice on getting people organised over such things is usually necessary anyway. He says, I'll give you a shout next week. So if I haven't been able to get any inductions before then... And Toby posts the box that is finished and uh, now got its pass mark from the inspector. And I says, great news, I can't late, wait to learn how to use it. And a teaser question uh, under the guise of a uh, for attention of Scott. Reminder, as discussed, anything from 40 mil to 70 mil. Cheers. <laughs> you have to guess what it is. And Thomas, a new name. Welcome, Thomas. Says it's going to be a 3D Thursday tonight. And uh, yes, a 3D every week except when there isn't. That's my my point is that sometimes Tony's away still go on but not under his so welcome Thomas and one of the things I try and do on the podcast is to uh, pick out some of the bones of uh, interesting stuff that's hidden away in the post not always obvious title and in this case I think it's true as well Will says I've been handed down my grandfather's old vice and I'd like to get it looking shiny again I've been giving it a once over with steel wool to remove the bulk of the rust but was curious if anyone had any suggestions and he posts up a picture of said vice and uh, so Luke uh, says there's a sandblasting cabinet under the stairs that probably get most of the rust and gunk off and Steve adds not familiar with this particular vice 
but you can usually release the pole from the underside that lets you slide out the screw and moving jaw. They're a pain to reassemble unless you have four hands, but nothing more complex. For cleaning, yes, sandblasting would be an option, or you could try electrolytic cleaning, and he puts a link to castironcollector.com slash electrolysis.php uh, for, more, for a more gentle option. Once it's cleaned, you'll need to rub it all over, except the jaws with an oily rag to add rust protection. And... Uh, Eric from uh, Basingstoke says, Take care with electrolytic rust removal as it can remove the hardness of already hardened metal. He says it's not mentioned in the article linked to, um, but I guess it would only apply to the jaws, which are usually removable. Now, hardness can be restored by baking an oven, so I am told. And Steve questions, Do you mean hydrogen embrittlement? It's not usually an issue on thick cast iron, so long as you don't start hammering on it the minute it comes out the tank. I'm not aware of any effects that actually change the hardness of the metal. Do you have details? And uh, so that's a, an interesting bit that's buried in there about a ways of cleaning up vices uh, and the uh, cast iron type in particular. And then secondly, the uh, two techniques, this hydrogen embrittlement, uh, which can be maybe an advantage as well as a disadvantage and being able to re-harden them in an oven but I think you have to get them up to quite a high temperature and I know that's something that's being done with the forging and knife um, creation workshop so uh, quite an appropriate uh, question to be coming up with there in that thread and a nice tale Chris says I guess he's not a member but uh, my daughter is stuck on her A-level product design coursework it requires a laser cutter and the school one has broken is the hack space somewhere that uh, could do that and how has it worked so uh, Gavin replies saying, yes, indeed we have a laser cutter, but we don't offer a laser cutting service, I'm afraid. We oper or operate on a pay-as-you-go basis. And he gives the options of basically uh, helping, uh, coming along on Wednesday and having it done. But if it's a more complex project that may need uh, several visits uh, and iterative work done in between, then maybe you could become a member. He reminds people you have to be 18 plus to be a member. Um, and that, well, he says no minimum membership because minimum is, is a month because that's the uh, membership period. Anyway, uh, Miss Hannah uh, replies herself saying, Since I know more about my work than my dad, I thought I would go into more detail about it. There are two pieces I need to laser cut and gives details of them. My designs uh, on software 2D design. So is the laser cutter set up with this, she asks. They are fairly detailed and require a living hinge, so could take a while to print this cut. Um, due to this, I am assuming I have to become a member to use your laser cutter question mark. And in brackets, I am 18. So <laughs> that's, uh, I guess, as A-levels, you can be of, of a variety of age. And uh, Steve replies saying, yes, that size will fit. And uh, gives a bit more information. So it's a shame we don't have the wiki up and running yet because, or well, actually, I should check in case it is, because uh, I'm assuming that it isn't, as I haven't heard that it is, but because uh, that gives so much extra information to people uh, and to, to preload their brains and uh, get tools and things in place, do a bit of research about our particular laser cutter and the ways that we use it. Uh, but yes, so uh, it made me chuckle that uh, the assumption was that. Uh, it was under the age of 18 and indeed were able to actually ask the questions themselves. So potentially, I don't know where, where they live, but uh, potentially a, a new one, that's great. And down to the last couple of posts here, we've got uh, Alex asking about a networking problem where he gets a little X in what should be the wired network box. Lots of suggestions coming in, in fact, to such an extent that uh, uh, 
um, Gavin was getting fed up with all the replies. But I thought you could um, select and mute uh, threads within uh, Google Groups uh, quite easily. Um, stop emails coming through. Um, I must have to say I, I did stop it. I normally look through manually each day or each week as we're doing here, but obviously that doesn't allow an instant response. And maybe uh, having uh, different priorities is necessary. I don't know if we can do that within Google Groups. I have to have a look so that people could actually mark something as urgent if they were stuck outside, for instance, uh, with their keycard not working, or alternatively, uh, be lower priority if you're discussing something as this is. Anyway, lots of help came through, but he still hasn't resolved his problem. Um, I don't think he tried a, a Jim's suggestion about uh, deleting Chrome as it m can mess around with people's network settings uh, underneath and because it runs nearly all the time, um, you can't really turn it off uh, permanently without uninstalling. Um, so maybe that's one suggestion that, uh, that he's missed. Anyway, he hasn't resolved that one. Uh, and it's quite a comprehensive thread. If, you, if you're having a the problem yourself, you might want to look through the various suggestions. If you're having similar problems, you might want to look through some of the networking suggestions. There's some technical, good technical detail in there as well. And lastly, the question about when the egg drop is going to be. This was the challenge that, one of a couple of challenges that Tony set for people to enjoy a challenge uh, under an Easter egg theme. Uh, so look out for more information what he was saying was uh, depends on the weather if it's dry we'll start at that will be Wednesday evening by the looks of this coming Wednesday so watch out for news from the drop so I'm going to make it a shorter swifter podcast for Easter and so this is Mike the Bee signing off <laughs>